Oh my god. It's actually happening. Uh, Guys, the tech news. It's here. Okay. 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 Apple is facing two lawsuits in California concerning Apple ID linked purchases. The first one was filed by Matthew Price, who allegedly violated Apple's terms and conditions, so Apple terminated his Apple ID, cutting him off from the nearly $25,000 worth of content he had purchased on his account. What apps are you buying? Just what? for fun? The second lawsuit is a proposed class action led by one David Andino, so close to being Arduino, who's arguing that Apple's use of the word buy and purchase on digital platforms is legally problematic since the buyers of content would lose access to it if Apple decided to remove it or remote revoke the user's Apple IDs. Like they did to poor Matthew Price! Wow. Our friend! There's a price to pay. Apple motioned to have the second lawsuit dismissed, but a federal judge rejected the motion, whoosh, kicked it down a well. Meaning that, well guys, as a society, we're gonna have to talk about what it means to really own things in the digital age. Thankfully, I already have that answer, and it's NFTs. Shut up, Bradley, they're the future! YouTube has shown off a big old custom designed video transcoding processor they call the Video Transcoding Unit, or VCU, another initialism for your life. The VCU is a dual processor PCIe card that can transcode up to 20 to 33 times faster than their previous setup using traditional servers. And it's supposed to streamline YouTube's ability to deliver videos at multiple different resolutions. It makes sense then that, that YouTube also rolled out today new video quality controls in the mobile app. Instead of picking just a video resolution directly, users are now prompted to select auto, higher picture quality, or data saver options, which will pick an appropriate playback resolution for you. You don't know what you want. Your life's so easy now. There's also an advanced option, which does still let you pick a specific resolution, but now it's an extra step to get there. So frankly, I don't want that anymore. It's not worth it, Google. Here's a card that I'd like to see, the RTX 3080 Ti. Arrra! Yowza! There's pretty much no more room to be skeptical about this monster, as the GPU itself has been photographed in the wild. While its full specifications haven't been confirmed, it will almost certainly have 10,240 CUDA cores and 12 gigabytes of GDDR6X memory. It's reportedly set to come out sometimes in May, with the RTX 3070 Ti rumored to follow in June. Sometimes in May that happens, you know, it can be colder than April. In kind of a sad development, it seems like much of the speculation about these cards' performance is focused on mining power rather than gaming power. GP, I like to call it. But maybe they'll launch with NVIDIA's new and improved mining limiter that's most definitely unhackable and won't be bypassed in a mere number of days. What if you mine the mining limiter? Oh! <laughs> now it's time for Quick Bits, brought to you by iFixit, maker of compact tool kits with their essential bits you need to fix your electronics. From mini kits with 16 bits to full repair tool kits to start your own repair business if you want, iFixit has you covered. They've got over 70,000 repair manuals with photos and step-by-step -step instructions so you can work worry-free knowing that you've got both knowledge and quality parts backed by iFixit's lifetime warranty. So fix your stuff today by checking out iFixit.com slash techlink. Don't be one of those people that hates the planet and just buys and consumes. No. <laughs> it's your right. Go James, use QuickBits. James. <laughs> A Redditor claiming to work for Canada Computers blew the whistle yesterday on the retailer's alleged practice of withholding graphics cards from willing buyers unless they purchase it as part of a complete custom build. Whoa. The employee had screenshots of the company's internal system to back up their claims, but the post has since been deleted. Hopefully CC didn't find out who the whistleblower was. 
CC, meaning Canada Computers and not Car Carpal Critics, our movie podcast. Because if this is true, then they're pulling a real NCIX here. And I don't mean giving a young, double ear pierced tech nerd a platform to drop things on, on camera. I wish. I don't mean that, I mean the bad way. QNAP devices are being actively attacked by ransomware called QLocker. Locker. Clocker, which locks user files in a password protected 7-zip archive unless they pay money. QNAP says that if you haven't been infected yet, update your device software and never go on the internet again unless you want to pay money. Some cool space news today, SpaceX has delivered another payload of astronauts to the International Space Station using the Crew Dragon module and a reused Falcon 9 rocket. So I guess it works. The system works! Meanwhile, NASA's Perseverance rover used an experimental module called MOXIE, or Mars Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, yep. pretty sure they got the uh, word first, uh, to produce five grams of oxygen from the carbon dioxide in Mars' atmosphere. That's about 10 minutes of breathable air for an astronaut in space. Yeah. You know? Well, on a planet. If they're, if they're like chill. Not hyperventilate, yeah. not hyperventilate. Yeah, calm down. CEO of encrypted chat app Signal, Moxie, there's that word again, oh. Marlin Spike, claims to have hacked Celebrate, a software tool used by the FBI to hack into encrypted iPhones. Oh. Or phones generally, but mostly iPhones. Marlon Spike says Celebrite contains code that is apparently the intellectual property of Apple, potentially getting Celebrite into legal trouble in addition to the shame of being a hacking tool that got hacked. No one wants to be in that. I guess they shouldn't have said they cracked Signal's encryption, since that seems to be what gave Moxie his Moxie in the first place. Moxie Marlin Spike! Yeah. The, the famous... Wait till you meet his friend, Hotspot. <laughs> and the entire University of Minnesota has been banned from contributing code to the Linux kernel after a PhD student submitted patches with known security flaws as an experiment. Well, I hope it was worth it, smart guy or gal. Now you have to explain this to the whole school, in front of everyone, probably naked. I've seen the 80s movies. <laughs> or at least the 0.5% who are going to submit code to the Linux kernel. It's time to submit to the limits of space time and end this episode. Come back on Monday for more tech news and stick around for the next five seconds to see Linus Sebastian. You ever see? Hey Linus, when are you gonna host TechLink again? <laughs>